Good morning and welcome to the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily number 272. It is Monday, December 28th, 2020. I'm your host, Scott Gumbar, and from defeat comes victory. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. Good morning, happy Monday, last Monday of 2020. Not often you get to say that. Matter of fact, you'll never get to say it again. Wherever you listen to this, if you could like, share, comment, or review, that would be spectacular. If you could, if you do that, I promise we will record it again in 2021. This will be a short week for us. We will only be recording Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And if you're in a HIPAA compliant business, you can go to Facebook and or LinkedIn type get HIPAA compliance into the search, join a group, learn HIPAA stuff. That's why we call it get HIPAA now or get HIPAA compliance. Forget what we call it now. It's get HIPAA compliance. Um, we're going to try this a little differently now. We're going to, I'm going to basically speed through most of the news and then focus on one topic. And then of course the HIPAA stuff we will talk about a little more extensively. And then of course, since we haven't recorded since last Wednesday, there's a little bit more news than normal. So that'll help us get through this a little quicker. Um, so buckle in. First up, we do have CISA. Actually, we have a couple of free tools that are available, which is where I got my title for today from Defeat Comes Victory. The CISA has created a free detection tool for Azure and M365 environment. that allows you to check for unusual activity, malicious activity and so forth. The tool is available on GitHub. If you go to Sisla's website, there's a link to the GitHub page from there. It is a, a um, PowerShell script. Not to be outdone, CrowdStrike, which was was somewhat impacted by the um, Orion, SolarWinds Orion compromise um, in a roundabout way. They did not have um, there were no breaches or anything like that as a result, but there was an attempted breach on them, so they created a similar tool, which is also available on GitHub, on the CrowdStrike GitHub page. And that tool is, again, for similar purposes, and it is also PowerShell. So go get those tools if you're working within the Azure Microsoft 365 environment so that you can keep an eye on things, make sure no funny business is going on, and again, CrowdStrike, was, there was an attempted compromise. It was unsuccessful, um, but they did create this tool as a way to uh, to check to see what should be there and not be there. Uh, Emotet returns to hit 100,000 mailboxes per day. This is on ThreatPost. Uh, Emotet, again, being one of the most dangerous malware bots out there, spreads malware to computers and then installs something like TrickBot or QuackBot. Um, they are now, they've, they've now added new code to avoid detection. Um, they've sent out between, uh, since last week, between 100 and 500,000 emails per day. A lot of them around the COVID theme, um, but I'm sure there's some holiday stuff in mixed in there and some um, solar winds information mixed in there so that you know whatever they think they can whatever they think will get you to click or download something is what they're going to do 
Lazarus Group, which is the North Korean Advanced Persistent Threat Group, APT Group, hits a COVID-19 vaccine maker in, in an espionage attack. This is on threat post. This is because they want to see North Korea speed up the vaccine development efforts for, for their country. So they hit a pharmaceutical company and a government health ministry, both which were related to COVID-19. They're looking to steal the information. Uh, no word on whether or not they succeeded, but they are. They have definitely tried to steal proprietary COVID-19 vaccine information. Also on threat post Windows Zero Day, still circulating after faulty fix, the LPE, which is short for Local Privilege Escalation Bug, that exists in the print spooler API was attempted. There was a patch that came out um, in June uh, the, I'm sorry, the advisory came out in June, which means the patch probably came out in either June or July. That patch is not 100%. It does not resolve the issue. Um, so the issue still exists. It is rated as an 8.3 on the CVSS scale, which goes up to 10. So it's pretty severe vulnerability that can be used to gain local privilege escalation using the principal lutuses on Windows 8.1 and Windows 10. So if there's a case... If you're using Windows 7, I guess that's it, but don't use Windows 7. Apple iCloud outage prevents device activations, access to data. Apple users were experiencing um, issues. I don't know if that's been resolved. Let me see if there's a status page here. There is. Uh, with device activations and access to their data because of an iCloud outage, it's in perfect timing right after Christmas people probably got new iPhones but they were experiencing an issue and it looks like it has been resolved according to the Apple status page so that is good news for you Apple people out there SolarWinds um, released an updated advisory and we mentioned this last week on the podcast they were actually hit twice so there was the the one attack which is uh, impacted everybody call, called uh, Sunburst or I forget the Microsoft name, but that's the FireEye name, Sunburst. And that's the one that's been all over the news, 18,000 businesses potentially impacted, government agencies, and so forth. Well, there was a second attack called Supernova. They've updated their advisory on Supernova. So they've, that, and they've released this last week, but the Supernova malware consisted of two components. The first was a malicious unsigned web shell, DLL, Abweb, Abweb, App Web Logo Image Handler ASHX.B6031896.dll specifically written to be used on the SolarWinds Orion platform. The second is a utilization of vulnerability in the Orion platform to enable deployment of malicious code. So that is the updated advisory. There was patches released for this just recently, um, actually last Tuesday, last no last Wednesday. So Supernova patch was released last Wednesday. You should install that if you are still using SolarWinds Orion in your environment. Also, bleepy computer fake Amazon gift card emails deliver the Drydax malware. So this, I've talked about it. I did a webinar about it. It is on YouTube if you want to go check it out. Um, but basically, this time of the year, lots of holiday, holiday phishing scams. A lot of them will center around Amazon. Well, there is one going on. Uh, spam campaign pretending to be Amazon gift cards that, that will install the Drydex malware. Malware 
and that malware will, will include stealing login information, login keystrokes, taking screenshots and downloading and installing further malware, which most malware does now. So they don't just come in and do their part, they want to then install more malware to make things even more interesting for you. And then we do have some HIPAA um, updates. Scottsdale, Arizona-based GenRx Pharmacy is alerting certain patients that some of their protected health information has potentially been compromised in a ransomware attack. The attack was detected on September 28th, and the IT team acted quickly and terminated the attacker's access to its system the same day. The investigation confirmed ransomware was deployed on September 27th, and prior to the use of ransomware, a small number of files containing protected health information were exfiltrated by the attackers, which is standard protocol, standard operating procedures for ransomware attackers now. A review of the stolen files revealed they contained protected health information such as names, addresses, dates of birth, gender, allergy information, patient IDs, prescription transaction IDs, medication lists, health plan information, and prescription information. Social security numbers are not collected by the pharmacies and financial information is not retained. So that information could not have been compromised. GenRx Pharmacy had valid backups that were used to restore the encrypted data and no ransomware was paid. While the number of individuals affected is currently unclear, GenRx Pharmacy said fewer than 5% of former patients have been affected since the attack. GenRx has upgraded its firewall, improved its antivirus software, implemented a web filter, enhanced network monitoring, added multi-factor authentication, and installed a real-time intrusion detection system. It's, it's awesome that they do this after the fact. You should be doing it before the fact. Two further victims of ransomware attack on the cloud service provider Blackboard have announced they have been affected by the incident. Nebraska Methodist Health System has provided that 39,912 individuals have had some of their personal and protected health information compromised in the attack. And Texas Tech University Health System Center has reported that the breach is affecting 37,000, so that's another almost 80,000 people to add to the list. Blackboard provided both entities with customer relationship management and financial service tools which were used by fundra for fundraising purposes between February 7th and May 20th hackers had access to Blackboard systems and may have acquired backup copies of customer databases before deploying ransomware. Blackboard paid the ransom and received assurances that the stolen data had been deleted. Nebraska Methodist Health Systems said the following information was compromised names, demographic and contact information, medical record numbers, Reasons for visits, treating physicians, treating facilities, and encounter types, i.e. inpatient, outpatient, surgery, observation, or emergency outpatient. The Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center database contained names, mailing addresses, telephone numbers, email addresses, dates of birth, TTUHSC, medical record numbers, and physician names and specialty. And the OCR did announced its 19th HIPAA penalty of 2020. It is another HIPAA right of access compliance issue um, directed at Peter Robel, W-R-O-B-E-L, M-D-P-C, doing business as Elite Primary Care. Uh, Elite Primary Care is a provider of primary health services in Georgia. OCR launched a compliance investigation following receipt of a complaint from an Elite Primary Care patient on April 22, 2019 who alleged he had been denied access to his health records. OCR contacted the practice and provided technical assistance on the HIPAA right of access on May 2nd of 2019. OCR advised the practice to review the facts of the request and provide access to the requested documents if the request met the requirements of the HIPAA privacy rule. The 
patient subsequently submitted a request for access in writing, which was re received by the practice on June 5th. The patient filed a second complaint with OCR on October 9th of 2019 as the practice continued to deny him access to the requested records. Um, so I'm going to tell you, right, so let's stop right there. First of all, if the OCR ever s offers technical assistance, that's your get-out-of-jail-free card. That means do it and be done with it. You got off the hook with a, basically a slap on the wrist. If you don't do it, then this is what's going to happen. Elite Primary Care sent the patient's medical records to his new health care provider on November 21st, 2019, and provided the patient with a copy of those records on May 8th, 2020, so almost a, a full year later after the second request. OCR concluded the delay in providing the patient with a copy of his requested records was in violation of the HIPAA right of access. So it's not even they didn't give it to him, they just took too long, which is, you know, reasonable as being, ch or right now they want to change it to 30 days, I believe, or up to 30 days. I believe currently it's 60 days, but they want to change it to 30 days. Under the terms of settlement, Elite Primary Care will pay a financial penalty of $36,000 and adopt a corrective action plan that includes developing implementing, maintaining, and revising as necessary written policies and procedures related to HIPAA right of access provision of the HIPAA privacy rule. Once these policies and procedures have been checked by OCR, training will be provided to relevant members of its workforce. The settlement was agreed with no admission of liability. OCR will monitor elite care for two years to ensure continued compliance. And this is the 13th settlement to be announced by OCR under its HIPAA right of access enforcement initiative and the 19th overall for 2020. I believe last year was only 10 overall. I could be mistaken, but I believe last year was only 10 and they'd like to get one or two more in at the end of the year. I don't know. There's only four days left in the year, three days left in the year. So I don't know if that'll happen, but, um, you know, the HIPAA right of access continues to be the target for the OCR. So if you're not complying with HIPAA right of access, you better get online. That'll do it for episode 272 of the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily. So until tomorrow, stay healthy, stay safe, stay secure.